You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome back to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, where alongside my wife each and every week, we want to talk about what's going on in your world. Yeah, we do. And our world. And everybody's world. I don't know. <laughs> this is fantastic radio with all fantastic the pauses that are, star- that are like, starting Do they care off. about our world? I don't know. But Maybe. Yes. But Tell it is, us what's going on in your world. Absolutely. And the way you can do so is let us know at 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. If you call in and leave a voicemail or if you make an audio recording of your question or topic or comment, uh, it gets to the front of the line. Because mm-hmm. we've got an ongoing dialogue over the years we've been doing the show and it just keeps getting better and better because more and more voices and more and more people jump in throughout each and every week. And the other thing you can do is help the SMR Nation grow by spreading the word. Mm -hmm. Rate and review the show. Leave a comment on iTunes if you so desire and and choose. We would love it because we want other people to recognize that uh, Sexy Marriage Radio is offering up great information to help you apply it into your situation Mm -hmm. so that your marriage can be all it can be. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating, Pam. I was thinking, we were talking about this right before we started, but I was thinking about... um, on a mastermind that just started and we got to talking about just the show and um, how these guys all listen. Right. And so there's kind of a jump start on a relationship because they know about us. So yes, right. they do want to know about us because they do know about us. <laughs> so this is a men's mastermind. There might be yes. some people listening for the first time and Corey does mastermind groups. Good clarification. With, with husbands that um, just want to focus more on, well, I'll let you describe the whole world of husbanding, husbandry, but that's actually farming, but um, (laughs) just being a better, just being a better man. Yeah. But I was fascinated because it got me thinking, um, you know, one of them made a comment about how, how fast he listens to the audio Uh that he does like three times speed, which that just blew me away. Wow. And, you know, I used to do two times or one and a half and there's a lot of people that do a variety of speeds. And so my thought is we need to do a segment where. It's really slow, so that way the people that are when they do it fast, it's fast normal. speed. It <laughs> makes it sound like it's a normal conversation. I think that's a fabulous <laughs> idea. And enough of that. <laughs> so I do have to mention that you know we're we're kind of laughing about the variety of speeds. Yes, that you can yes. listen to. And I still remember I had a getaway years ago. We had mm-hmm. friends because I didn't even realize you could do this. This was, I don't know, eight years ago, seven years ago. Mm-hmm. They came up to me and, and Tommy was telling me about, hey, mm-hmm. here's the speed I listen to. It. And then one of the times, we, just to have fun, we lower it to half speed. And you guys both sound like you're totally not of your right mind and right. and drunk. <laughs> like we're slobs or something. As you're talking. But if you do want to... Um, have an opportunity to hear Pam and I live and in experience real in real time. Um, what better way than come to the Sexy Marriage Radio getaway? Yeah, June come. June twenty third to the twenty fifth mm-hmm. in Indianapolis, Indiana, this year, mm-hmm. where registrations are open now. Uh, now through April fifteenth is the early bird rate. Um, 
once April 15th gets here, that rate goes away. It goes back up to the full price. And so get your slot now while they're still available. Be a fun Valentine gift for your spouse. That is true. We are Valentine's Day is fast approaching. It is. And so if you're looking for something to do, take your spouse on a getaway in June. Mm-hmm. And come join us. You can go to smrnation.com forward slash getaway to learn all the details, save your spot. And we are doing it different this year, where when you register through our site at smrnation.com forward slash getaway, as you're going through the registration process, you get a chance to uh, check which rooms, what di- what nights you're staying in the hotel, and we will book the rooms for you. Okay. So that's one little variation that we're taking care of it all this time. Okay. And then you'll still need to settle it up with the f- hotel, but we're we're set turning in the reservations. So. Gotcha. But come join us because the getaway is totally worth mm-hmm. the time away. So fun. Well, coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Merge Radio is a conversation uh, with a friend of the show, Julie Slattery. Uh, oh, doc- Doctor Slattery joined me. Yeah. Um, I've been able to be on her show, and I still carried the label because I did check on it. Do I of of the frankest guest ever <laughs> on Java with Julie? Because um, I remember when we did that show a couple of years back, you were actually sitting there while we were recording. Well, it. and Julie's husband was there, mm-hmm. and the, so the two spouses were sitting there listening to you to you go. It was a lot of fun. And so she's joining us today uh, because she has a rewrite of a book that she wrote years back, and so she just revisited it. Mm-hmm. and updated a bunch of them. It's basically a full rewrite of finding the hero in your husband. So it's aimed at mm-hmm. wives okay. on how to approach the dynamic better in marriage as, mm-hmm. a, as a wife. Yeah. And um, so we get into just conversations about what's changed from when it was originally written to where she is today and where culture is. Oh, interesting. Because that was part of the impetus of this whole rewrite. Mm-hmm. And so it's just... It was a fun conversation to think of just, and, and this kind of been a thread through some of the different things we've done with the Academy calls last week's show, mm-hmm. um, where society is shifting and a lot of those are improving, improving shifts, but there's also downsides to things, right? right? Because pendulums swing and sometimes it can swing too far, but we got to update things and keep up with things to make it more relevant mm-hmm. and applicable to people. So it's the most helpful it can be. And so... This is what we talk about in the regular show. And then on the extended version today, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash smracademy. Um, we go into, she's got an, a conversation or a, a thought process of how disappointment actually is a pathway into intimacy. Interesting. And so that was kind of a fun little, hmm, where are you coming from with this, Julie? Mm-hmm. And so that was a fun dialogue. So all that's coming up on today's show. So I'm pleased to welcome back to the show, and it's been a long time since uh, we've talked Dr. Julie Slattery, but it's nice to have Julie Slattery back on the show with me, um, that you are a clinical, clinical psychologist, but also um, a, a pretty prolific author in, in comparison. I mean, I've written one book, you've got more than that. So, <laughs> so I, I'm yeah. so happy to have you back on the show and to just let's, let's, let's dive into kind of where you are, what's going on and and how things are going. So welcome to the show, Julie. Well, thank you. It's good to be back with you. I appreciate the work that you're doing. um, And it's always good to connect with you. Absolutely. And so, and I I mentioned this right before we started the recording that, you know, you have a podcast called Java with Julie. And so I should have got my 
my Java to, to <laughs> have the reverse Java with Julie moment. But um, I, I wanted to get you back on here just because uh, you've you went back. I don't see a lot of authors that do this necessarily, but you went back to a work you had done prior, which was uh, finding the hero in your mm-hmm. husband. I think if that that's that was the, yep, the you title. Got it. And, and you like revisited the whole thing. And basically, was it like a rewrite? It was a rewrite. I didn't Good. originally intend to rewrite the whole thing. I intended to do heavy editing. Okay. And as I got into it, I was like, man, this will be like a patchwork quilt if I don't <laughs> rewrite the whole thing. Uh, because I thought so differently 20 years ago. I wrote differently. Okay. Um, so it just, it was my first book and I was so young when I wrote it. And so I, I love the concept. I knew the concept was still helpful, but it really did need an overhaul. So it okay. was a fun project. <laughs> and, and so you already alluded to it, that it was the sense of part of the rationale behind going back to revisit and, and then rework it was I'm a different Julie now than I was when I originally wrote that. Um, yes. So what, is there other reasons on why the new revisions? Yeah, for sure. Uh, we have a different culture today than we did 20 years ago. We have a different Christian culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think if you look at the issue of man and women and gender and all that is even up for a de- debate today, uh, but certainly a lot of the message in Finding the Hero and Your Husband is about a woman's power. And we think about power differently today than we did back then. And women think about their their callings differently. Um, We live in a day and age where women in general feel very empowered um, to get education, to pursue advanced careers. And so while the struggle is, I think, age old, there are elements of it that have changed, Mm -hmm. uh, and particularly as it plays into marriage. And then you just look at culturally what's happened over a couple decades we didn't really have the internet back then. It was just starting yep. uh, the level of brokenness represented by pornography use and, and all the ripple effects of that uh, has impacted marriage relationships. Uh, and we've learned a lot. So, uh, so there are good, good changes we're experiencing as well. Some ways that it feels like, well, maybe we had things better yeah, years ago. <laughs> that, that's one of those things. Isn't it, isn't it always the case that when you look at uh, generation to generation, decade to decade, um, there's shifts and there's changes and it impacts both ends, right? There's good things and yep. then there's bad things. It's mm-hmm. not like, you know, this whole this whole idea of humans, we have this this hope of we will evolve society into nirvana, if, yes. <laughs> if you will. Yeah. When... Yeah, you can pretty much write that thing off because if as we evolve the society, we're still humans that are yes. doing the evolving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the other perspective of all change is bad is also not accurate. I right. can look at like there are some things that are great about today that are different than they were even a decade ago. So you have to take the good with the bad. Absolutely. So let's talk real quick about um, the differences in how because. I like the stance you take in this in this book of it's really trying to empower a, a woman or a wife in their in their role and in their dynamic within their mm-hmm. life and in their marriage. Mm-hmm. And and so when you talk about what it was when you originally had it versus what it is now when you're particularly in the uh, power yes. realm, 
Yeah. What was and what is on how, yeah, how you're well, viewing it now? Yeah. So the thesis of the book really hasn't changed that women have a ton of power, particularly mm-hmm. within the intimate relationship of marriage. And uh, you can just listen to a comedian talk and they'll talk about, yes, dear, and happy life, happy wife, or I think it's the opposite, happy wife, happy life. Yeah. You know, it's these jokes yep. that, that you know, the, the old movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, you know, the man is the head, but the woman is the neck and she yep. moves the head wherever she wants. As guys, you get that. You're like, yeah, women have that subtle power that is, is so present in most marriages. Okay, so back 20 years ago, I think particularly within the Christian culture, women were struggling with, well, I don't feel powerful. I feel like I read the Bible and the Bible's telling me not to be powerful, particularly within marriage. And I don't know what to do with that. Um, We saw fewer women that at that point were encouraged, for example, to get advanced degrees or to pursue their dreams. And so uh, women then were struggling more with, wow, I just feel weak. I don't feel like I have a voice. And now that still exists today, but I think the pendulum has swung to where particularly younger women really realize that they're powerful and not Mm -hmm. only in the home, but they can do whatever they set their minds to. Uh, Most couples that are getting married, the women feel maybe more empowered than the men. Uh, I think we're in a day and age where masculinity is more confusing mm-hmm. and uh, men tend to be more passive. And so now we've got the dynamic of women really struggling with, man, I'm a better leader than my husband. I have more education than he does. I have a higher paying job. I read the Bible or go to church and it's telling me that I'm supposed to have this submissive role. Like <laughs> that does not connect at all. Right. What do I do with that? And so, Uh, So again, the core principle is the same, Mm -hmm. but how it's playing out is just a little bit different. Okay. Because yeah, that's, so there's several buzzwords in this thing now that have changed that you're describing, right? From what culture was to what it is now, because even the whole concept of power, man, that's got all kinds of nuance to that word. Whereas before it, it was a little more straightforward in some regards, good or bad. Yeah, I think that that term power is an emotionally loaded term today. And that was the case, I think, even after I finished the last edits for this book, you know, everything (laughs) kind of is continuing to evolve. So uh, but if we look at it, you've got to say, all right, you know, there is power with an intimate relationship. The man has power. The woman has power. And really, the level of intimacy is determined on how they're using that power. Are they using it to create a safe environment? or to sabotage safety emotionally. Okay. And so is that one of those things that you think uh, is an, uh, an unconscious thing that someone might do where they're sabotaging um, the, the, the dynamic, or do you think it's more of a conscious? They're just, that's just, I think it's the right route, but it, it winds up not. Yeah. Being. Yeah. I think, um, you know, at some level it's maybe on the line of conscious versus unconscious. And what okay. I mean by that is typically we use our power to sabotage intimacy based on fear. And so most of the time we're not aware of being afraid. So let me give you an example of this. Mm -hmm. Your average woman says, I want my husband to step forward more. Um, I want him to um, like step into making decisions and be more involved with the kids and maybe be a spiritual leader. So he begins to do that. He begins to interact with the kids. Maybe he says, you know, I've decided let's pray every night before we go to bed. 
well, something about the way he's leading triggers her. And she's like, well, no, and that's not what I had in mind. Like I get sleepy at night. So I would rather pray in the morning or, you know, the way you picked up the baby, you're not supporting his head or um, you don't understand, you know, Jake has a lot of sensitivity around that. Don't be so harsh with him. So she's asking him to step in. He Mm -hmm. steps in and now her fear is heightened because he's doing it wrong from her perspective. Right. So what does she begin to do? She begins to criticize. She begins to say, well, you know, I'll just take over. Maybe I don't want him so involved. She's not aware of being afraid, but she is aware of, you know, I think if this is going to be done right, I've got to do it. Okay. Uh, and that's why I say it's this, it's no, I get right you. on. Yeah. I, and when I describe these, like women yep. are like, yes, that's totally me. I and get I am you. afraid. I'm afraid he's going to mess our kids up. I'm afraid he's going to mess our finances up. And so you end up using your power in marriage to take over instead of invite your spouse's strength. Right. Which then is that self-defeating loop of I continually then have the ammo. If I'm out, if I'm, I use the frame, framework of the worst in us and the best in us. Yeah. Right. That if I'm operating from the worst in us, I have ammo of, well, he still won't lead. He still right. won't not recognizing the best in me. If it stood up would say, well, he doesn't lead like I do. And yes. I realize that's the tension. So right. he has demonstrated he's willing, but not in the manner I want to, because a lot of times I think what we do as people, and I think this is not necessarily a male female difference. I think this is a human dynamic difference mm-hmm. of I, uh, here, here's what I want in my, in my life with you. And now let me tell you exactly how to do it Yeah. <laughs> rather than, yeah. I don't always get that part of the, the equation. I, yeah. And I think women are worse at this than men, Corey. I, I I'm glad you say, said that. I'm not going to be uh, honest. <laughs> you know, I, I call it the wife's greatest dilemma. I want you to lead, but I want you to lead the way I tell you to lead. Okay. Uh, and so many men feel that way. Like, uh, you know, like she's telling me to step up, I do it. And then she doesn't like the way I'm doing it. Right. And then what happens is then that, that is going to trigger his fear because guys in general fear failure. Okay. They want, they want to be seen as competent. And so when the wife is correcting them all the time, criticizing them, Mm -hmm. then it's like, well, why didn't I, why did I even try? I'm safer just being passive. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I I think a lot of couples are in that dance and they're both frustrated. Right. So you're almost describing to a T this reactionary dance that goes on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Of I say, or, or make a move towards what it is I want. And then my partner reacts to it. And then I react to that and off we go typically back to whatever the normal was beforehand. Right. Right. Cause that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the dynamic of systems, isn't it? That we go back to what we know because to move and right. change some of those things takes a lot of effort. Well, to- first you have to change the momentum. So, you know, you're, you're either digging further in a hole of we're both reacting to our fear or you're changing the momentum to say, you know what, like, I want, I want something different here. We're not getting to intimacy and I'm willing to look at the fears I have and willing to work through them so that we can actually start meeting each other's needs instead of creating this atmosphere where we're both just reactive. Okay. Yeah. So then you're, you're talking a little more like self-confronting in a lot of ways of, yeah. okay, this is just about what's my role in this. How do I really get a handle on what is this fear? What is this underlying mm-hmm. thing? 
mm-hmm. and then start to deal with that a little better myself and in the relationship. Right. And really understanding that you have power and you're using it some way. Yeah. And, uh, and if you're not conscious of it, you're going to be using it in a way that isn't promoting intimacy. Uh, it requires a conscious choice to say, Hey, I've got power in this relationship. I can either make my husband feel vulnerable or I can invite him into intimacy. And, uh, and I choose uh, to start using my power in a way that really invites my husband to feel safe. Okay. Okay. And, and so then I know in another part during the book, you, you get into this idea of how do you start using boundaries as, yep. as a component of this? Because this is where, you know, we're talking about like society's done. We can, we can react in one way and we go too far. And then we react in yep. another way and we go too far. And so there is this element of if I'm using my power in a dynamic, I can't go too far to where all of a sudden I'm just going to do all the inviting and just kind of go parallel alongside, or I'm going to submit and allow myself to be treated poorly. So there's this fine line in there where we have to find harmony, I guess you could say. You're right. Yeah. So that balance comes in understanding that, uh, that women have power in two balancing type of areas. So you go with me on this and tell me your perspective from a man but first of all, the power that we've kind of been alluding to is a, a man's vulnerability to feeling like a failure. Okay. And so his wife's attitude towards him, her words towards him is either going to make him feel like she believes in me or she's always questioning me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the first area of power that I want women to understand is you can speak life or death into your husband. Okay. And we've seen that happen. Like you've probably been in social circles where a woman will just say something like so cutting in front of people about her husband and everybody just sort of cringes mm-hmm. because you know, like that, that cut to the core of his masculinity, his confidence. Uh, and so that first area of power is choosing that I want to speak life into my husband. I want to believe in him. But what we also have to understand is there's a second area of power that also is essential um, when we look at Genesis, um, we see that God said that man was not good alone. And so he created women uh, as this completion, as bringing another perspective of life to him. And this is most intimately fulfilled in marriage. And so a woman also has power in that God created her as this strong helper is mm-hmm. the Hebrew word. It's the strength um, that brings to him. And so she has power in this area of help. And when women get this out of balance and when the church gets this out of balance, first of all, they only will talk about that need. Oh, he needs to be respected. You know, don't criticize your husband without emphasizing. No, she's also the helper. And so she needs to be bringing all of her strength to this relationship. And that would include accountability and boundaries. Uh, You know, a husband and wife are also brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so she's going to be speaking not only words of life, but also those faithful wounds that come from a friend uh, and drawing boundaries when necessary. And again, I think this is where the church has really missed this. Uh, Now, you can also be out of balance if you're all help and, you know, all, hey, let me bring my strength. I'm your personal Holy Spirit and no encouragement. And so it, it, the, the artistry of being a, a wife is really understanding, like, how do I find that balance and how I'm using my power? Okay. And that's, 
I like it because, and I, I think I would resonate completely with it on just, I think it's a synergy that's being created here because this is where I've come across, you know, with, with SMR over the last decade, I've come across the, this idea that, you know, the Jerry Maguire, you complete me. Yeah. Um, and we can even do that in, in the religious context of the two shall become one means I no yes. longer exist as a single entity or an individual. Mm-hmm. I am now just the spouse of X. Mm-hmm. This happens secondarily as in, you know, I am Will's father and Sydney's yeah. father, right? And that's how I'm known in some circles, right? <laughs> Rather yes. than, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm more than that. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, by the way. Um, so it, there's this element of, each part playing their role, but also recognizing their roles are different. Right. Because we're yes. not androgynous. We're not the same beings, male, female. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. even among male, male and female, female, I think there's uniqueness and, and trends and nuance in there that, yeah. add a, that can add synergy. And at the same time, and this is where I think you're describing boundaries, it's going to add conflict. Because right. You'll see things differently than a man would. And yes, that's okay. And they either want to necessarily right or wrong. They're just different. Yeah. I have a whole chapter in the book on conflict and actually helping people understand that conflict is good. Mm-hmm. It's fighting that's bad okay. and really uh, helping us see the difference between conflict and fighting. And that couples that bury conflict really aren't going to be thriving, that you're meant to be different and you're meant to bring those two different perspectives to the table and learn how to honor each other in those. And I know you're familiar with Dr. John Gottman's work, Mm -hmm. uh, but one of the things that he found is that I think it's 69% of conflict in marriage will never be resolved. Yep. And so the goal of conflict is not to resolve it, it's to use it to create a deeper intimacy and connection. But like you said, there's this tension between oneness and distinctiveness that married couples are always working through. Absolutely. And I think I frame that as that's the, that's marriage's growth wheel. That's the dynamic that's at play of it's, it's intended to help us all mature, grow in character and wisdom and even strength. Yes. Amen. Well, Julie, thank you so much thus far for, for this, this part of the conversation. I want to, I want to pivot here in just a little bit uh, for the extended content on, um, you, you alluded to, this is just a tease for everybody's listening to the regular version. Um, you alluded to the idea of how dis- disappointment actually is um, actually a pathway into intimacy. And so is conflict. Yeah. So, so let's, that's where we're going to go in just a minute. But before we get there, uh, I'd love for you to tell members of the SMR Nation how they can find more about you and promote anything that, that will be helpful to, to the audience that's listening today. Yeah, absolutely. You can find what we're doing at the website, authenticintimacy.com. And there you'll see a link to the Job with Julie podcast and books and online studies and other resources. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Julie, for the work you're doing. And I'm looking forward to the next conversation here in just a second. Me too. I love it when people have um, a willingness to re-examine what they've done, what they've written, mm-hmm. and just and realize, you know what, I could I could do better again. I could I can update this. There's no reason not to. And and it, particularly with Julie and the way she's describing the rewrite of this book is because she started the process of you know I just need to update some of the stuff and then realized oh, this is kind of like a full rewrite. Yeah, yeah. 
So if you're out there just hearing this or and have read the book in the past, um, it, it might be worth revisiting again because it has been redone and updated. Uh, yeah, I love, I love have for her. I had to have the opportunity to go back and do that and see where she's come. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is kind of a nice and. And that takes courage because how often do we have uh, things that we've done in our life where we've kind of made a stand or made a statement or a belief and we've put it out there uh-huh. and I don't know if I want to revisit it. I don't know, even though I might have personally changed my mind, I don't know if I want to go back and broadcast. You know what? Hold on. Let me tweak this. Let me uh-huh. shame this. Let me change this. Let me adjust this. And Because I think don't we often put our, you know, dig our heels in right. on things? Because she's looking at it from a, hey, I've got a better opportunity to help other people. So let's um, let's make this happen. Let's, mm-hmm. let's make it more applicable to today. So I love that. And that's what we want to have happen with Sexy Marriage Radio. So if we've left something undone or missed something as, as you see it, please let us know. 214-702-9565. We want the dialogue with you. Because last week's episode, we've got some feedback on there that we will follow up with mm-hmm. um, on the tra- world of trauma and mm-hmm. particularly the idea of it's not my body mm-hmm. or, it is, or it's my body. And that's mm-hmm. the whole, what do you do with the one flesh mindset? So that's mm-hmm. what's coming up. A little teaser. We've never done that before, actually. So tune in next time. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Let us know what you think. 214-702-9565 or feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. See you next time.